Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Charlotte Hayes, Director of Cultural Programs for the Independent Women's Forum. Thank you for joining us in our latest Working for Women podcast. I have Carrie Lucas, President of the Independent Women's Forum, here, and I want to ask her about some claims that Sheryl Sandberg, Facebook CEO and author of Lean In, made recently. Sandberg said that men still run the world and that things are going badly. Sandberg made these remarks at a women's leadership forum at the University of the Pacific in Stockton, California. These remarks have really made a lot of headlines. As one publication put it, Ms. Sandberg, quote, challenged the world to do better. In general, Carrie, what do you think about what Sandberg said? Um, she said some sensible things about women in the workplace in the past. So are we disappointed by this late, latest statement? Yeah, you know, I really am disappointed by by this statement. Um, it's, of course, you know, it's nice to kind of have a call to action. We can always be trying to do better uh, to make sure that our workplaces are welcoming and open to everyone. Um, but man, she's really missing the big story here, which is just how um, how much the opportunities for American women have been growing and continue to grow today. Uh, and it's it's you know I think it's it's not helpful um, to kind of paint terribly bleak picture for women as if, um, as if, you know, the world's out to get them. Uh, Cause that's just not how, that's not true. Uh, yes, there are fewer women CEOs than there are male CEOs, but that doesn't mean that women can't become CEOs. Um, and of course there's bad, some bad bosses out there and there's some instances of sexism and we should be working to change that. But that's the outlier, not the norm. Um, and I do wish that, that she kind of reminded women of all the, the power that they already have and all the opportunities they already have rather than painting this, you know, again, very bleak picture. Sandberg spoke about the gender wage gap, and she cited the statistic that women earn 79 cents on the dollar to what a man earns. What about this, Carrie? Yeah, you know, this is the perfect example of the kind of misleading statistic that I think um, is, is too often kind of bandied about in our media and our, in our culture and even by um, leaders like Sandberg. Um, and it's really, it's unfortunate because it's, it doesn't, tell, uh, it doesn't tell, any, tell us anything useful about what is going on in the workplaces and can really become a distraction. You know, again, as you and I know too well, uh, this, uh, this statistic, um, which comes out every year, um, is, comes from the Department of Labor and they simply compare the average wages of, the full-time, of a full-time working man with that of a full-time working woman. Um, and they're not controlling for things like industry, um, for specialty, uh, background, experience, and they're even not controlling for the number of hours work worked. And I, I like to linger on that one a little bit because I think it tells a lot of the story. You know, just the, the average full-time working man works a little less than an extra hour a day compared to the full-time working woman. Uh, you know, that statistic alone explains if you can control just for that, um, you, that explains about a half of the, the wage gap disappears just when you start controlling for obvious factors like the number, the differences in the number of hours worked by full-time working men and full-time working women. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. So, um, you know, too, too often that statistic is, is, is people are invited to see it as, you know, a man and I, we're coworkers, we're doing the exact same job, and he's making 80 cents, um, you know, I'm making 80 cents for every dollar he earns. But that's not what it's telling us at all. Uh, men and women still tend to, to make very different choices when it comes to work and specialty and things like that. And, um, and that, you know, and that explains more of the wage gap than sexism. 
Um, Sandberg also talked about women in technology, which, of course, is her own field. Um, and she said, here, women earn less than men. What about that, Carrie? You know, I, I imagine that there's a lot of, um, of similarities, you know, that, that technology, like most of the rest of the of the um, of our work workforce um, has many of the same differences that men and women tend to have different specialties, uh, work different hours, um, and that those factors would control or explain a lot of what's going on with technology. But that doesn't mean you know, it's possible. There are certain industries where there is more of a boys, an old boys club. There may be different expectations and um, and some old some attitudes that need to need to change. Just as you know, people often point to Wall Street as though there's a um, naming that there may be a uniquely sexist environment there. Um, and it could be that the tech tech field is coming along slower than the rest of the world. And you know, that's worth talking about. But again, I think it's important. You know, we can talk about you know problems in, in the tech field and try to find real instances where boy, you know, people need to change their attitudes about um, X or Y. <laughs> but um, but uh, but you know, but again, we shouldn't lose that. That's still that's we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that even if there are small places where we still need to make progress, of the tremendous good news and the opportunities that women have if they are, they want to take them. So, um, you know, even even if there are lingering technology is an area where we need more work and more progress, we, we shouldn't be so bleak about it. We need to re- remind women that they do have the opportunities, and if they face real harassment or real sexism, speak up. Um, let's talk about women of color. Sandberg notes that women of color make up about 20% of our population, but only hold about 3% of top executive jobs. Can you comment on this, Carrie? Yeah, you know, again, this is, I think this is as much a, a pipeline problem as it is you know, a, a sexism or a racism problem. You know, there's, and, it's, and it's something we ought to be really focused on. We should be looking at, at why, why this is. Um, and a lot of the problems are going to be, um, you're going to find them in education. You know, right now the schools that, um, that many, um, you know, most of our public schools uh, are, you know, they're not equal. Um, we have real problems in too many schools, particularly in urban areas, where they're underperforming and failing the kids who are going there. And and unfortunately, though not surprisingly, a lot of those kids tend to be um, lower income and minority. Uh, and that's something that you know it's a real, it's a tremendous tragedy. It's a tragedy for those individuals, um, for the kids and their families who aren't getting the skills they need. Uh, to compete in the world, and who, for whom it'll be a, a you know a lifelong handicap if they don't uh, get a good education when they're when they're young. Um, but it's also a tragedy for for the country in general. That's a lot of wasted resources if we aren't going to be if we don't teach kids what they need to know and to um, to contribute. That's a, a big problem, a big loss for for all of us because they can be contributing more. Um, so again, you know, I think that you know, we need to be focused on things like education and not not assume that this is all just based on. Uh, like sexism, you know, I think that sometimes the, the implication is that, you know, that this is that there's a lot of companies where they could have an African-American woman um, as their CEO and they're only, you know, they're not um, hiring her because of uh, because of bias. But unfortunately, I think the problem is, is that there's not many people in the second tier and the tier below that who are moving up that that chain to become in this uh, finally to reach this, this leadership. And that's a problem that, that goes back, has roots in our education system and some of our cultural problems. And if we want to fix that, that number at the top or that end result, we need to really focus on where we, everybody's starting out. Um, Sandberg mentions that women won only a fifth of 
U.S. Senate seats in 2012 and says that the goal should be 50 percent. Um, Carrie, is it really the goal? Uh, is, it, is it a fact that we're behind in terms of achievement until women hold half the seats in Congress? I, what about this? Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I really wish that people. I think that these focusing on these these numbers are can be a real distraction. Um, and I think that you know we want to make sure that the the doors are open for women, for men, for whomever wants to um, uh, run for Congress and run for or you know pursue top jobs and and all and you know whatever however they define success. But we need to you know I don't I don't think that the world we don't need everybody to line up. And exactly half of the seats in this area, and a half exactly half a seat of the seats in that area, for there to be equality. You know, there's a lot of reasons why um, why women may be more hesitant to run for office than men. Um, you know, and it, they don't they aren't necessarily uh, bad reasons or reasons that we problems that we should be trying to solve. You know, you look at uh, what it takes to have a modern political campaign. It's a lot of work. Um, you know. Congressmen are, you know, make decent money, but they don't make tremendous money. And um, they have to invest a ton of time um, in terms of campaigning, constant campaigning, traveling. Um, you know, there's a lot of women out there who say, yeah, that's just not for me. I, you know, I wouldn't pers- personally, I would never want to want to run for office because I wouldn't want to take as much time as it would require for my family. There's a lot of women out there who look at that and, and, um, and have similar calculations. It's not that you know, we don't think we could do it or we think that sexism is going to prevent, um, you know, prevent people from voting for us. It's that that's just not the, the career path or the life path that they, they aspire to. You know, that's, um, you know, and that's, again, you know, we, we want to make the your political system so that it's maybe less horrible <laughs> for, um, <laughs> for potential candidates. <laughs> but I don't think, but that's not really about sexism. That's a whole other issue to be talking about. Um, Carrie, I was interested in Sandberg's policy recommendations. Uh, just briefly, what, what were they and, and what about them? You know, I, I think that, that Sandberg has mostly been talking about, um, you know, trying to root out sexism. The problem, I think, that is that she kind of, to, to do this, to get there, a big focus is on kind of tr- the forcing companies to be flexible. Um, and that's things like like requiring them to have paid maternity leave, paid paternity leave, um, and um, and then making kind of um, provisions for, for child care to try to balance what, we see, what she sees as some of the obstacles that women face to achieving more in the workplace. And I understand that instinct. And, you know, and it is, um, you know, it's a, we, we need to, I think, think about things like how we can help more people afford um, to take time off from work than they need to. But I worry a lot about this kind of what I would, I think is kind of an, you know, an oxymoron. And it's uh, this idea of forced flexibility. Um, when you force a company to do something and uh, create um, very specific requirements for what the kind of leave they have to provide um, or the kind of you know, benefits they need to, to provide, uh, that really ties the hands of employers and it ties the hands of employees. Um, and I worry that, unfortunately, it could end up making women less attractive, actually backfire on women. Um, so you know, I, I share her concerns. I think we should have more conversations about how to help um, working parents and there are ways we can do that without growing government. Um, but I worry that her solutions are very much just as if, you know, government has a magic wand and can take away all these, um, uh, all these challenges without any unintended consequences. But unfortunately, we know that whenever government does something, whenever there's a mandate or a new program, there's a lot of costs and, um, and a lot of else that happens. And a lot of that can actually end up backfiring on women. So I think that's we really need to be really um, cognizant of that as we have this conversation. Um, Sandberg says that we should all check our biases. I'm sure we both agree with this. 
Um, and she adds that we should all know that we're not alone. Well, it's hard to disagree with that. Um, then she advocates finding a support group. Again, nothing wrong with that. She cites the Posse Foundation, which helps uh, first-generation minority kids graduate from college. Great goal. But as I read this, Carrie, Sandberg seems to be saying um, that we all need to find a support group of people just like ourselves. Is that real diversity? Yeah, you know, it is. It, there's something. It's, it's very admirable that she's focused on trying to um, encourage mentorship and find ways to help kids, um, you know, uh, start a career path and make good decisions about their career path. And that's, you know, that's that's a wonderful thing. Um, but you know, I do. I worry a little bit that sometimes the language she uses um, is kind of ironically, as if you know, women have to only seek out women, um, and um, uh, again, almost as if there's a um, um, a fixed pie that we need men to lose for women to win or something. And, um, and I do think that's a shame. I think that we should be trying to encourage everybody to, to do more. Um, you know, I want, I, you, know, you want your sons as well as your daughters to succeed and to make good decisions about their life to have. You want that for um, you know, African-Americans and Hispanics and other minority groups, but you also want that for, for white kids. And there's a lot of white kids out there who are struggling um, and uh, you know, uh, need mentorship too. So, um, so, yeah, I wish that there was a little bit less you know, focus on, on kind of the little boxes we can put people in and instead focus on how can we make uh, our culture more encouraging and how can we really educate kids, not just with um, you know, the their arithmetic and, um, and reading, but help them make good choices um, and kind of chart out a career path for them. You know, that's something that we should be talking about for everybody. Carrie, this was a great discussion. Thank you so very much. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to our discussion this morning. To find out more about this issue and other issues that affect women and men and families, join us at IWF.org. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.